So Guy and Ollie, welcome to the next episode of Can Marketing Save the Planet? Welcome to the podcast. You are the founders of The Good Net, so we're delighted to have you here. Thank you for having us. Thanks very much for having us. Really good to be here. So let's start by telling us a little bit about The Good Net, um, what it is, the backstory, what it, where it came about, and what it is that you're, that you're doing. Yeah, of course. So we're a pretty new company. We, uh, we, we uh, registered as a business at the end of last year and we started trading in January. Um, but we, we trace our roots back to, we're very specific about this, we trace our roots back to what started as an extremely depressing Zoom drink on, I think it was the 23rd of December, 2020, which is the day before we broke up for Christmas and you couldn't go outside, you couldn't meet anyone. So Ollie and I were working together at Global at that point uh, and decided to jump on on, on Zoom and uh, and, and have, a, have a quick drink. And we were having a sort of a, a conversation about the difficult year that everyone had had um, and uh, about, our, about our roles and about work. And we started to talk about the fact that we thought that advertising had a really important role to play in, in doing good in the world. Um, and that we thought there was something that we could do about that. And so really from, from sort of the inauspicious beginnings of that, of that Christmas Zoom drink, um, we really kind of cooked up the, uh, the idea for, for what is now the good net. Um, and, and, and as I was saying, that really comes from this idea that advertising could and should do good in the world. Um, you know, uh, and really that's in two ways. One is um, brands being able to communicate ethical products, ethical messages, ethical positioning, ethical services uh, to people. And if people in their hundreds of millions uh, respond to those messages and change the way that they shop, the way that they live um, to be more sustainable, then that has a genuine practical impact on the world around us. Yep. Um, and then the second thing is if brands are doing that through media channels, through publishers who write content that inspires and educates people to live more sustainably, to live healthier lives, to live greener lives, um, then that just amplifies uh, that effect. Um, so in really, really basic terms, what we do is we make video ads, display ads, branded content partnerships uh, available to advertisers across a network of sites, all of whom specifically operate in the sustainability space. Um, so as I say, we've been going for a few months now and uh, it's all going fairly well so far. Fantastic. And how are you finding that balance of, I guess, balancing advertising with, with doing good in terms of the brands communicate their purpose effectively and what they do and why you should engage with them over other brands who maybe aren't as sustainable or purposeful? But I guess the people that well, society who you're advertising to are so used to short, sharp, quick messages. And Michelle and I have, have, have come across this so many times, and obviously with the work we do, whereby sustainability can't really be a short, sharp message because it, it, it needs to do something bigger and it, it's got a much bigger purpose. So how are you how are you finding that balance between advertising as it's traditionally seen with a snappy punchline or a really great sharp video versus the need to tell a bigger story and change behaviours that have have been around for the last 60 years and have progressively got, you know, stronger and quicker and people want it now and they don't want to have to spend any time putting any effort in. Mm. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's, it's a really good point and one that when you start a business like ours, you sort of confront head on and have to make some pretty big decisions on how you work with brands. I think there's, there's another point on that is, and, and Guy touched on it is, Ads are uniquely placed in the sense that their ability to change behavior is twofold. And one of that is, and you're completely right, is the change in people's behavior doesn't just have to come from the ad. It can also come from the content that they produce. And our view is, is that if more ad spend, more marketing money is going towards publishers, 
like Pebble Magazine, for example, who is a British-founded, wonderful digital eco-lifestyle mag that produces loads of great content, inspiring and educating people how they can live a greener life in the food they eat, the clothes they wear, the, the holidays they go on. There is more money that goes to them, and that's one of the things we're really proud of is, is that our product gets more ad spend towards publishers like that who then produce more content, distribute more content, and ultimately change wider behavior. We think that's a kind of a really important part of, of advertising in overall consumer change. It probably doesn't, doesn't maybe get talked about enough as it should do in, 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 in our trade press. I think then, so that's the wider point on the content providers. In terms of the actual ads themselves, a big part of that is, is just judging on who you will and won't work with. And, and, and we think that we look at it all on a scale of there's loads of brands that we simply will work with because, you know, they might be a B Corp, they might be a 1% for the planet member, they might be very, very ethical in specifically what they do, right? So that's very, very easy for us. We will work with them. It's a slam dunk, yes. Then there's a whole lot of other end of the scale, which is brands that we just wouldn't work with. So a fossil fuel company is a classic example of that. They're, they're a straightforward no for us. Then you've got brands in the middle, and, 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 and to your point, Gem, is how can we work with them to ensure that their ads can positively affect consumer change? And a lot of that is, is about getting properly specific. We often use a, a, a car company example. Car companies coming to us saying, we're green. Would you take that ad? Well, we wouldn't. We don't think that that is, is, is a good way of, of positively impacting consumer behavior. A car company saying, here is our electronic vehicle and here are the factual three reasons or four reasons or whatever that is, one reason why it's better for the environment. That is a total example of, one, a campaign we'd encourage, a campaign that we would definitely want to work with. Uh, and we're finding our way. It's, it's, it's a judgment in those of, of, of how we think a, a brand and its message can effectively positively impact consumer change. One thing I'd add to that is, is just sort of going back to that to that thought around you know the sort of short sharp sort of historic sort of shock of, of, of marketing versus what's what's really needed in order to make change is, is it's moving away from the tick box as well. You know, this is this is a really really broad subject. It's uh, you know it's very easy for someone to think um, you know if I can measure and offset the, the carbon footprint of this specific ad campaign, then then that's done, and that's a that's a good thing to do. That's you know that's that's better than, than not doing anything at all. Um, but you've also got to think holistically about the message that you're telling and the credibility of that message. You've got to think about the thing that it's actually advertising, and you know does that does that move the game on in terms of um, sustainability? You've got to think about the media choice and the way Ollie was talking about there. So I think it's very much a mindset. Um, which is this isn't just about a checklist of, of different things that we need to do. This is people needing to think hard, whether those are on the publisher side or the advertiser side or the agency side or a business like ours, really think hard about some difficult subject matter, which is the prize here is hundreds of millions of people living their lives differently to the way they do now. That's what, what we're all heading towards. Um, and that's a complex subject. And, and you know, I don't think, I think anyone who's shying away from that complexity or trying to make it um, very, very simplified um, is, is, is probably missing a trick there. Um, you know, you need ways into it, of course, but ultimately it's complex and, and, and that complexity needs to be embraced. So it's almost... Like, I mean, and this is, you, you know, it's, it's, it's brilliant to hear and it's, it's, but that challenge that you talk about is, and that balance is that organizations and brands, this isn't just about them talking about a campaign, is it? This isn't the campaign aspect. This is really coming back to the heart of 
them doing what they say they do and mm. saying what they do authentically and truthfully. So, so this isn't, you know, whereas traditionally marketing has been kind of versions of and posturing and encouraging people to, to do things and glossing over. This is actually getting back to the grassroots of what that organization stands for, their purpose, what it is they do and how they do that. And then talking about that authentically and honestly and transparently rather than creating this kind of campaign around it. Uh, and that is a very difficult proposition for organizations that aren't necessarily purpose-led from the get-go. So what what challenge are you having there? I mean, obviously you can say to those organizations that aren't that purpose-led, no, we won't carry your ads. You know, that's not, we're not going to work with you. But there's also a lot of organizations that that kind of want to do that, but kind of don't know where to start. Mm. I, I, yeah, I, but and also I think the other point is is that that can come with a compromise. We 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 come across so many purpose led brands, and they will sit with us and they will talk to us about the ethics and sustainability journey they're on with their manufacturing or supply chain, their packaging, right up to the point where they start telling people about it, yeah. and then their choice of media partners or their advertising production techniques or their choice of measurements suddenly goes out the window because because the challenge is given to the marketeer growth at all costs. Yeah. And when you sit down and you talk about the fact that if you're a business and you move to green energy or you're uh, moving a, a fleet of distribution vehicles to being EV, there's a recognition that that journey to sustainability comes with some big decisions and sometimes some short-term costs on your bottom line with, 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 with a route to prior balance, profit and purpose. And I think that when we sit in front of advertisers and say, okay, if you really want to be sustainability driven and purpose driven, you're going to need to make some tough choices on, on where your ad spend goes, what, 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 what questions you start to ask of your uh, platforms that you do and don't work with. Because one platform over here might be necessarily delivering you some growth, but what is the wider overall agenda that platform is driving? And, yeah. and, and, and is that as purpose driven as you are? And it's, I think we're going to have to see a lot of marketers make some quite tough decisions on how they go about planning campaigns into the future. Yeah, and if, if you've got if you've got um, you know um, media owners and and just sort of to, to give an, an extreme hypothesis, you know, a media owner who's who's managed to to reduce the the carbon footprint of all of the ads that they sell, they're using renewable energy, they're offsetting where they're not able to reduce, but they're allowing content to be spread or publishing content which says that man-made climate change is not real. Well, where's the trade-off with it with it within that? You know, it's I think it's very easy for people to get to a tick box place. Not easy, but it's easier for people to yeah. get to a tick tick box place than this. I think in terms of your point around brands that are, you know, might not be as overtly purpose-led. I think one of the interesting things we've come across so far is is hearing hearing brands and their agencies talk about the fact that actually, do you know, they're doing loads of really interesting stuff behind the scenes, but they're worried about talking about that because they're worried about the way that that will be perceived. They're worried about it being seen as greenwashing. So I think, you know, whilst whilst we all need to legitimately be on guard against greenwashing, and it's something that Ollie and I spend a lot of time thinking about and talking about sort of within the business, um, we also need to be encouraging of people who, yeah. who have got who are making changes and saying that, you know, it's legitimate to be able to uh, to, to talk about those. And, you know, it's, it's one of the reasons that 
we think that as we go on, branded content will be a really important part of what we're doing because it gives that opportunity to work with editorial voices, to work in a slightly more integrated way and therefore to tell that story in a way yeah. that feels feels legitimate. Um, and clearly it has to be legitimate, but, but for people who have those credentials. It's interesting because you have, it's almost like social marketing, isn't it? As in, and social advertising. So going down that road of telling, telling a broader story and, and your end goal is to get someone to change what they do or how they do it. But then the fine line between because your product's a sustainable product or a greener product, if, you're, if your objective is to sell more green products, that's just substitution and it's not actually tackling the problem we have with overconsumption and waste. So how do you think regulation is going to further impact advertising moving forward? Obviously, we've got the Green Claims Code, which launched in the UK in January. The Green Claims Initiative uh, is the EU version. And then there's the Green Deal, which is, is you know, from some of the points in there, there's, there's even more responsibility on businesses, you know, with the end of life of their products and stuff. So the story is going to have to get broader, isn't it, through advertising? So. Uh, you know, what do you think the impact of these of these regulations as they keep coming out are going to have on 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 people that want to advertise? We welcome the regulation. We welcome anything that seeks to police misleading claims in ads. Um, uh, but we're also seeing that some of the uh, another byproduct of that that regulation is you're 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 seeing an, an increased level in some cases of greenwashing where you get these amazingly ethical brands that have a really powerful story to tell, but they're a bit worried about, about doing that and, and, and unknowingly greenwash or, or putting a foot wrong in that space. I think that temporary position we're in is just due to a lot of this regulation is quite new and brands quite rightly adopt a cautious approach as they understand it more. And then, and then as they get a lot more comfortable with it, get better at making those ads that stay on the right side of regulation and promote genuine change. I think other areas where we could see regulation in, in, in media and advertising would be some specifics around carbon uh, and the way that that's measured um, and the way that that is consistently measured across the industry. I mean, we, we've got quite a strong view on uh, carbon measurement and advertising. We're very much of the view that um, uh, it, for any media owner, it should be considered an absolute minimum into the future for whether a brand would or wouldn't work with you. It's almost like a, a, a table stakes before they would even decide whether they would work with you or not. And also, we feel that it should be leading to more independent verification and consistent verification in things like what media partners call their scope three in terms of how they're actually measuring that. Because what you don't want to do is just have a world where lots of different people are measuring it in lots of different ways and there's no consistency. I think regulation will lead to much more diligence, consistency, but also importance in third-party nature of carbon measurement. It feels yeah. like carbon's going to almost go down the same route as sugar and fat levels and, and smoking and, and, and almost like a warning of you know, this comes with a negative impact um, and maybe regulation will start to kind of push that through. Yeah. yeah. And it needs to be simplified. I mean, we've talked a lot about, wouldn't it be great if you could just get to that red, amber, green kind of traffic light warning system or that, you know, a brand or an organisation or a product or a service has that kind of kite mark that is just like it is with sugar and fats, you know, you see something and, and again, it's it's a big alarm, isn't it? And it's very simple to articulate as a marketer, as a communicator that 
there is a challenge around that. So how do you see, I mean, you're very clear about, you know, because the challenge is, is you're a, you're a relatively new business. There aren't many outlets. There are few. There are new emerging options in, that are more sustainable for marketers to still work on their endeavor of whether it's talking about the the work that they're doing it from a sustainable perspective and getting that um, legitimate story out there to grow hearts and minds to to showcase to to celebrate you know not to green hush but to celebrate the wins and to showcase the progress of what they're doing but there aren't that many platforms are there there aren't that many alternatives I mean there's you there's a there's maybe a handful of others that I could potentially think of so for marketers, what is that role? Should they be demanding more of the platforms that are out there? Should they be, I mean, what, what, what's your view on that? It's interesting. I think, I think, I think there's a few, few different things to it. I think one is, one is upfront, a question of, of definition. So, you know, when you're talking about sustainability, what are you, what are you actually talking about? The way, the way that we talk about sustainability is, um, greener healthier fairer because we think that you know environmental sustainability climate biodiversity all of that is fundamentally important but you know in line with with the, the un's sustainable development goals we also yeah. think that the mental and physical well-being of individuals is important and we think building fairer and more equal societies is important so i think upfront there's a there's a there's a need for marketers to to maybe broaden the definition of what they consider within sustainability and how they how they talk about their their brands and then in terms of of, of practical steps from from the back of that, I think there's I think there's two things. One is you're right. There's there's us. There's other businesses sort of emerging in this space with, with slightly different propositions, or, or in some cases very different propositions. And I think you know it's very easy as a marketer to to keep on doing the thing that you always you always did. And there needs to yeah. be um, not even a leap of faith because I think you know a lot of it, it you know makes makes a huge amount of intuitive sense and can, and can be proven in terms of its effectiveness. But to make a leap in terms of working with these kinds of businesses because doing what we've always done as we know is not gonna is not gonna get us to, to where we need to be in terms of the practical um, you know one and a half the, uh, degree increases and those kind of things. Um, so that's that's number one. And then the, and then the last thing is is just demanding more from from the existing channels that they've, they've always worked with and i think you know we, we've talked about carbon on you know a fair bit on this um, on on this so far and i think carbon's really really important but it is only one thing yeah you know it, it, it does come down to editorial message it does come down to um to positioning and, and you may say that well that leads you into brands taking sort of political sides but i think around particularly around environmental sustainability and personal well-being i don't think that's a political issue um you know i think there's such overwhelming sort of scientific consensus behind it. Um, that I think it, for me anyway, and I would say this, but it falls into the bucket of it's the right thing to do. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, really, I think brands who are working with partners who can specifically offer them, you know, like us, solutions around this area and also demanding more from the media owners they currently work with. And I think their demand should be, well, we need to, we do need to see growth and we need to see performance from, from what we're doing. We need to hit our objectives. Um, but we also need to do that in a way which which puts people and planet more to the fore than we ever have before. Um, and I think there are ways of doing that. I think we're getting, not sidelined, but we're getting myopic onto carbon as the only solution to this. Um, and perhaps we're not moving fast enough as well. Sorry, that was a little bit of a waffly answer. No, it's good. No, no, obviously, I think, I mean, the carbon the carbon piece is really, really important. More more yeah. People, you know, the carbon literacy, you need to understand those impacts. And, and we, you know, our last podcast with the Carbon Literacy Trust talked about, the you know, the carbon literacy being almost like the green cross code 
where you know you look left, right, left, or is it the other way around before you cross the road? We need we need that knowledge of people. Do you think in terms of you know with with the with the organisations that will be you'll be working with, it's almost it's a nice place for those people in society who want better, greener, fairer. They want to do the right thing. They want to change. It gives them a place to come, doesn't it? In terms of to migrate over from where they would normally see ads or where they normally go and, and, and look for, for products in a sea of just products with so many messages on. It's almost that lovely shift of come over here and, 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 and do it with us. And you know that there's due diligence and you know that the people that, that, are, that you're engaging with are doing the right thing. And hopefully it will just cause that flow of people to go, I'm not, I'm not going to shop or, or learn or engage with brands over here. I'm going to actually come over to this space because it's almost like a safe place, a mm. green place, a fairer place for people where there's more trust. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, so many of our publishers, when we speak to them, they talk about things like they want to, they want to convince people, but they also want to celebrate people who are doing, yeah. doing the right, you know, yeah. whether it's brands, whether it's governments to an extent, whether it's, you know, different types of organisations. You know, this isn't necessarily all, all about finger pointing and, and sort of doom and gloom. This, there has to be an emotional element to this, which is about people feeling good about making positive steps, even though it might not be perfect, making positive steps. I think we, we genuinely feel sort of very strongly about that. It's yeah. like hope, isn't there? Hope. Hope yeah, is probably. like, give people hope that, yeah, absolutely. that they can. Yeah, and, and also the fact that they're with that hope is is that they're not all as far down the journey as as people that are really into this like us. As in we get so much information from our publishers and their audiences about they could be relatively sustainable ability novices until about three months ago. They might have had a child and suddenly it dawned on them the world they're gonna grow up in. They might have seen a COP26 headline that grabbed their attention something that is going on in India right now um, yeah. uh, with, with, with their temperatures, something prompts somebody to say, do you know what? I can make a difference here. I'm going to go on to a search engine. I'm going to find a lot of websites that are going to give me some practical advice on what I can be doing in my day to day. So a lot of the, when we talk about sustainability conscious audiences, that doesn't mean somebody who is properly monitoring their single use plastic. That could be somebody who is a day into living sustainably on their journey and is just trying to look for the small things that they can do in their life to start their own journey to just be more environmentally friendly. Yeah, it might be when you're, when you're looking to put something in your shopping basket. You know, yeah. I've, I've, I've bought this cleaning product for the last 15 years. What, what, what should I be buying? You know, it might yeah. be as simple as that. And that's what I love what you're unearthing with the content piece as well, is that education and that information and unearthing that and making it more accessible. Because the more that there is of that, the more awareness that is grown and then the more opportunities for people to make an informed choice or a different choice. Mm. Um, so there's that there's that balance on that as well. What about right. marketers then and the role marketing and advertising plays? What's your view on on the role. I mean, you've talked about that level of responsibility now and marketers um, utilising different platforms and asking more of their platforms. How important is it that marketers, where, where do you see the mo role of marketing in this? I think it's, it's, it's vitally important. Um, you know, Ollie and I came to this business, I guess, fundamentally, because this is the industry we've worked in for, for, for quite a number of years but between us. Um, but actually, it's a, it's a good place to be in the sense that marketing is, is really fundamental to, to a lot of these things because marketing has an impact on the way that 
people live their lives. You know, it, it is influential, as Ollie, as Ollie said earlier. And, you know, you can look at it in really simplistic terms, which is what I'd like to do because I'm fairly simplistic as a, as a person. Um, but, you know, you can look at it that, that marketeers build ultimately demand. They build awareness, consideration. They build, they, they build sales and products. Um, and by proxy in doing that, they fund media owners. They fund uh, platforms and publishers whose, whose businesses are reliant on advertising revenue. And actually, I don't think any of that fundamentally changes. It's, it, what, what, what changes is the, um, the types of products that, that, that are being marketed, um, the, the types of narratives that are told around those products to make sure that they are um, they're legitimate. Um, and as we said, sort of ad nauseum now on, on, on this, what, what changes has to be the thought around where those ad, you know, the kinds of businesses that that ad spend is helping to, to build and to fund. Um, because, you know, if you, you could, you could, you could make every car an electric car, but if that ad spend is going to, 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 to platforms who are persuading people not to take this stuff seriously or spreading misinformation, um, then, then how do those two things balance out? against each other so i don't think the market the job of the marketer doesn't fundamentally change maybe what changes kind of the sense of responsibility for yeah. what their products and their, their their marketing activity does in a in the, in the wider world and i guess it's a one thing that me and michelle are really focusing on this year with the podcast is that is that closing that intention over action gap because if you read like a lot of the reports out there about what do people, what do consumers want what do people you know they want to engage with brands who are doing better but actually when it when you drill down into it the intentions there because everybody wants to do good you know nobody's going to sit there and say oh no I don't care and it burns you know you want to do good but when it comes to action there's also a lot of uh stats and research out there that shows that as soon as the price goes up five pounds the action falls away or as soon as there's something that you have to do with the product after or, or during you know you go back do you revert back to form is there um plans to sort of evolve working with the clients that you work with and the advertisers on measuring what the actions have been off the back of of the work you know the content and the advertising so that we can understand better those points at which that action that small window where someone takes action versus don't take action um can be can be made a bigger window i guess so that we that we don't have people keep going in and going Oh no, I want to be more sustainable. I can't afford to be more sustainable, or I want to be more sustainable, but actually, I prefer that brand for no other reason than that I've always shopped with that brand, for example. Yeah, definitely, and 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 a lot of the premise of our product is built on the importance of context into nudging someone into making that positive decision. Because when a lot of people come to our uh, content partners and sites, they're actively looking to live more sustainably. So they're actively looking, they're consuming content that is either inspiring them or educated. And in that moment, they're thinking, yeah, I can, I can do this. Or I'm going to put my, my purpose um, uh, to the fore of the decisions I make. And we think that the way we deliver ads in, in that particular context is that time that is going to get them, whether it's going to nudge them to make that more purposeful decision maybe it is is paying slightly more for a product that is slightly better for the environment uh in terms of practically how you manage uh, that measure that there is everything from working with uh independent um uh brand metrics partners such as our, our preferred one which is called brand metrics right the way through to the specifics of working with advertisers on their conversion data on how we can maximize their click how we can track conversions right through to their site and how we can ensure that we're getting right down to the bottom funnel of ensuring that ultimately 
to all that you're saying here is if they put money into our platform, they want to ensure that they're getting they're getting meaningful outcomes at the back of that in the form of people buying their products. Uh, so whether it's a, a brand metric or an actual conversion metric, we work with every brand in ensuring that we're properly measuring that campaign because otherwise they're not going to come back and it's not going to ultimately lead to that positive change that we spent the last half hour talking about. Yeah, and, and it needs it needs brands to be to, to, to want to engage in that as well. You know, it needs, it needs brands and publishers and businesses like ours to to want to have those conversations to really sort of get some of the, the crops of, of, of what you were talking about there, Gemma. Um, you know, if it again, if it's if it's the same metrics that are always used, um, then it's not going to uncover a lot a, a lot of that stuff. But you know, we're fascinated and we're starting to build up data even in our even in our sort of early stages of growth around, you know, when you're talking to an ethical audience, how does a specific, uh, you know, creative messaging, which is specifically about the sustainability credentials of your brand and your product, how does that perform in comparison to um, uh, to more generic types of messaging? You know, there's things like that that I think, as as, as businesses like ours grow, um, we'll be able to, able to add a lot of sort of richness to that conversation. Yeah, because I've seen one report around that the kind of the different. Um, behavioural changes that can be uh, expected around messaging and the different terminology used. I think it came out of brand genetics. It's a really interesting, um, where they looked at 12 different factors of, of what really make an impact, but it's it's emerging, you know, there's not enough, there's not enough insight around that area. So I suppose the more we learn about that, the, the better uh, everybody will get from a marketing communication perspective about what is working. And then, of course, once once brands and organizations see that this is viable and this is still, uh, you know, either impacting behavior change or bringing the results and the success back to their business, whatever that success looks like at that point, because those metrics may have changed as well. You know, it may not just be growth at any cost. There will be other factors that are leading to that success. Um, the better. In my world, I would I would love it that those brands that are there to do good and, and the, the people that go and, and engage with them, those are, ref- are just, you know, trying to squeeze every last pound out before they make any effort by the nature of the customers leaving them forces their hand to actually start yeah. putting their money where their mouth is and, yeah. and, you know, following up on all of these sustainable targets that they set themselves and they create their big glossy reports on it and put it out there but the reality is is they're not they're not doing they're not doing as much as they possibly could do they're sort of ticking the occasional box or changing the packaging on something you know there's certain industries out there that you know are infamous for reporting everything they're doing but when you really really look into it they're not doing it as fast as they need to be doing it so I think it's amazing that if we can get if we can get people moving over and seeing that there is a better way by that power of you know that citizens movement showing that you know businesses don't succeed in societies that fail and I think you know we need to give the power back to the people and I think that is something that's really really you know your 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 business is really showing that 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 can happen and let's just get people over there and, and give them a place for them to look at it, engage with those brands that have been genuine. Yeah, that's that's such such an interesting thought, and I think you know you, you you almost get sort of two two poles to this, don't you? And then people sort of between them, one is what you've just described, which is brands who the hope is the consumer pressure forces them to to to, to make more meaningful change, and they have up until now maybe whole categories where that's the case. And on the other end, um, 
you know, maybe new emerging brands who are telling a story that, that, that is new to people, which is you should, you know, this might cost you twice as much as the coat you usually buy, but it's going to last five times as long and it's exactly. reusable. And, and, and so in some ways, sort of the people lead the brands and in other ways, certain brands can, can be at the vanguard and, and, yeah. and lead people, which I think is an interesting, an interesting idea. Yeah. And, and the challenge with that is that often that change can take a, a significant amount of time. Mm. And of course, we, we need that urgency, don't we? We need this shift to, to happen. Um, so for people to be aware and indeed for brands to be way more responsible. And also, I think that, you know, as marketers, if they come on and see what, you know, what the brands are that engage in your site, the messaging they're using, as marketers, that's really, really uh, sort of valuable information because they can go back into their organisations and say, these messages are, are clear, they're resonating. Yeah. Do we do this? No, we don't. Well, we need to start yeah. doing this. So again, there's that lovely educational piece there that goes back into business to say, well, why are we losing? Why are we losing customers? Why are people not engaging? with well, They're going to our competitor. Look what they're saying. Look what they're doing, more importantly. Yeah. I think that's also, you know, it will provide a lot of great insights for those marketers that genuinely want to drive change in their businesses that they're in already. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Okay. Well, we like to wrap up the, the podcast with three quick fire questions. The first question is, can marketing save the planet? Yes, it's the obvious answer. <laughs> <laughs> Look, our company builds on the premise that marketing and advertising can contribute towards saving the planet because it's uniquely placed to do it in two ways. One, it influences people's behavior and the products that they buy. Uh, but two is it funds content and media that influences their wider day-to-day behavior in every facet of how they live their lives. So yes, it can. And Guy? I agree. But just <laughs> per, per what we talked spoke about uh, two minutes ago, yes, it can. But the worry is that people aren't going fast enough yeah. because we're on a ticking clock. So I guess to question number two is what do you hope business looks like in 10 years' time? Uh Good one. I'd go back to that point I made. I think it's for brands to choose the media and advertising partners that they work with that properly supports a sustainability strategy. Uh, We see many brands making big, big decisions in the energy they use, their manufacturing processes, right up until the point in which they market. Um, In the future, I think we're going to see much more marketing investment going towards those media types that drive a much wider sustainability agenda in society. And last but not least, if you were to give one piece of advice, and I'll let each one of you give a piece of advice if you wish, uh, to others getting started with sustainable marketing, more responsible advertising, what would it be? It doesn't have to start with the content of your ad. I think so many people are so fixated on making an environmental claim in their ad and whether they and if they don't feel confident about doing that they can't have a sustainable uh, marketing strategy there are so many other ways you can get involved from the broader definition that guy talked about in the healthier and fairer part there is your placements your ads the media partners you work with there's so many things you can do to be more sustainable before you even think about what you're actually putting in your ad Mining is is an obvious one, but it, it comes down to to kind of genuineness and, and credibility, which is if you're if you're a marketer within a business um, who is doing little in this space, then how can you influence them to a to a point where frankly you've got something to talk about? Um, uh, and if you're a marketer 
to working with a business that, that is doing is forward thinking in this space, um, then how can you make sure that all of those values, all of that way of thinking about sustainability, which is embedded within your supply chain and your manufacturing and distribution, um, is also expressed through your, your marketing and your media strategy? Yeah, perfect. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. So how can people find out more about the good net? Where do we go? Where, what, where can we send people? What do you want them to do? So you can you can find us um, at wearethegoodnet.com, which is our website, or you can find us uh, on LinkedIn. Um, you can uh, contact us through the through the website or drop either of us a note on LinkedIn. That's wonderful. Thank you both for joining us on the podcast, and we look forward to following your journey. Thank you. Thank you.